0: Come to another episode. Thank you for listening to my last one, if you did. And this one is going to be around a very central topic to me and a lot of people like me. It's about church. So uh, quickly, um, I, yesterday was a Sunday, and interestingly, I think it was one of the Sundays due to coronavirus that we've not been able to congregate in the building again. Um, it's been a couple of weeks now, obviously, due to the virus situation that, you know, we can't all congregate together. We can't all, you know, meet together, uh, and I know, obviously, in Canada now, there's opportunity to reopen at 30 percent capacity i believe and now that we're entering into stage three i think that capacity has also been increased i'm not aware of what that number is specifically now but one of the interesting things i think about is how growing up we always went to church on sunday you put on your sunday best and you know you went to church it was going to be this full-on production you know you had to dress nice you know comb your hair put on your best shoes, um everything ironed the day before. And it's interesting that as I've, you know, grown up now and even just being in Canada for a longer time is not a big a deal for people here. And to me that was very interesting to witness. I think as when I look back on my childhood, I think everybody went to church. Like even even if you weren't necessarily Christian, I felt like Sunday just signified that day where, all right, we're doing nothing else, but either going to church or going to church. Like <laughs> there was nothing else. Like all the programming was around uh, service or was around some pastor preaching, was um, like literally all the channels, every single one. There was none you would tune into. Sunday was dedicated to church everywhere. And so when I get here and like, it's just another day or it's just another day on the weekend, like people are playing with their families. Um, people are just chilling around or watching sports games, you know, like American football is on or, you know, whatever other sport is, is playing. To me, that was like a huge, um, I mean, a a difference. Right. And like, I remember my parents would call me on Sunday, like, oh, did you go to church today? (laughs) <laughs> and I'd be like sure I mean of course like what else do we do on Sunday but one of the interesting things that I realized was that, I mean there were other things to do on Sunday for sure right like sometimes I'd have homework or like you know I'd have things I need to study for and a lot of my classmates use Sunday as a great opportunity for that or people who are working part-time would be like oh yeah they're going to work on I mean, but it's Sunday like we don't do that on Sunday like what do you mean and they're like what do you mean we, who, we, who's we like I'm like isn't that the Normal thing, and the interesting thing was I think a lot of people like me who were Nigerian did that, but even after a while, obviously as I started to increase my friend groups we we all discovered that I feel like a significant chunk of people who were also Caribbean did the same thing. Um, people who were from the u s either did that or they were at least aware that the choice was church or you're staying home to watch football. Like, I feel like that was, that was pretty much what Sunday was for them. And so I'm like, okay, um, I guess I gotta, I remember when I first had to figure out a church, um, I was like, all right, well, I mean, I'm going to go to a Nigerian church, right? Like, I mean, like, I'm going to go to the, the same old church I've always known, like, I'm going to go to a church where like everything is familiar, like even though I'm in a different country in the world, I gotta, go, what, what I, I gotta go with what I know. And so I went to this church and I was like, I mean, this feels very much like I haven't left home. And I, and I felt like at the time it was, it was kind of like a curious time for me to try something else. And so I was like, I, right, well, you know, the Sunday best, all this, like, you know, um, situations with church, like, I felt like I wanted to try something different. Like I wanted to try, like, you know, I'm in Canada for heaven's sake. Like, let me, let me see what else is there. Let me see other churches. So I go into, to see another church and one day. someone invites me. I was like, I, hey, come, come try our church and what have you. And I think the first thing that I was surprised by was like it was just so like I think it was like organ and like quick service. And they were like between getting there and the end, I think like one hour it was done. And I was like, that is that was in church. What just happened? I felt like that was like Bible study or like fellowship. <laughs> because, and like for what, for us, what fellowship is, is just like, you know, we just, people just come together quickly. Um, you know, they say a word or two, like, you know, something that encouraged them this week and you are done for the day. And I was like, yeah, that was in church. I'm sorry. Like that, that wasn't enough. And you know, the interesting thing was, I think at that point I started to realize like, is it that what I think church is, isn't the same for someone else? Like, why is my own definition or my own expectation of what church is the way church is? And so, interestingly, I've I've stumbled upon a guy on YouTube, and I'm gonna play it um, quickly as a quick clip. And this gentleman, like his name is Gary Owen, I think he's a pretty famous comedian now. But it's interesting to see, and he uh, his his jokes are almost almost entirely toward black people and black culture. He's married to a black woman, so he. He fully gets it, but I think it shows the stark difference of what people expect church to be like from the other side, like someone who's white coming into a black church. And for someone who, like me, already has like a church expectation and what white church is like. So I'm gonna play that real quick. Just cue that right now. Here we go. I
1: didn't know I got bad out of the black church. And that, you know, ah, why does it take church takes forever! <laughs> I grew up going to white church, man. You know, service starts at 10, 10.30. We're at IHOP already enjoying our breakfast. At <laughs> first I went to black church, I didn't know, you know. I, there, you know, and you know, and, and I was like, "Why is it take so long?" And then I finally realized, having this why why it's taking so long because when you go to church with white people, man, we don't say nothing. You know, when the preacher's talking, we shut up and we listen. You know, and somebody tries to talk when the preacher's talking, we tell them, "Shh, zip it, focus." Okay, two more songs, we're out of here. when you go to a black church, I didn't know that when black people agree what the preacher's talking about, don't wait. They yelled out right there, they agree. I didn't know, you know? So I was getting upset with the other people in the pews because I thought they were being disrespectful, you know? Because I was just sitting there, preach on it! Are you serious? you just going to talk what he's talking? Why don't you zip in and focus, man? It's 1.30, I'm ready to go home!
0: And yeah, so that exactly was kind of my own expe- my, my own experience with it. It was like, are we serious? Like my own church is like, okay, if we've gone to church, like first you got to do, you know, uh, opening prayer, which is going to be like, you know, a couple, 30, 40 minutes. Then after that, then we got to do um, praise and worship. Praise and worship, obviously, has got to be a full on concert. You know, you got to do the whole worship and like, you know, some people are already crying and then, you know, the, you know, the whole praise part of it. And then after that, you've done praise and worship. Then we do one more quick prayer because, you know, the word is about to come. You got to get a spirit ready. You got to get a spirit man up. Once your spirit man is ready, now you're ready to receive the word. You know what I'm saying? And as the word is coming, you know, you've got to pr- prepare your spirit depending on, you know, what what the word is for the, for the week or for the day. And then obviously now the pastor is coming and pastor is going to give you a good word for like, you know, another hour and you're just going to sit there, um, you know, listening and taking notes. And then when you take notes, you're going to feel like your spirit is already and charged up for the week. And then after that, one more slight prayer, cause you know, you got to do the altar call. The altar call is very important. Like, it's like, all right, now if you're, if you're ready to give your life to Christ, you know, like they've got to, and I feel like pastors make it so, make the word so like touching that like. It almost make you feel compelled to be like, damn, that one was for me, you know. And I feel like if you don't leave church without feeling like that word was for me, mm-mm, it's mm-mm, the, the service. Mm-mm, it's not done. It, mm-mm, you didn't go to church, and so for me coming in and seeing just like, you know, one or two songs, um, a thirty-minute word at the max, absolute max, and everything is done, is like, yeah, nah. and I'm just like, where did where did that come from as a thing, right? And if you look at black culture, even like in movies, um, Hollywood uh, musicians, a lot of churchy stuff ends up bleeding into it, right? Like I feel like a lot of people who are now musicians, for example, Beyonce, Chris Brown, a lot of places where they all started practicing and like getting an opportunity to showcase themselves was church when they were all really young. And I think about that, too, even when we grew up, um, there was Children's Day where um children would essentially take over the service. And so there'd be a young person who was preaching that day. There was a young person who was emceeing that day. There was a young person like choir was all the young kids singing. And obviously everybody sounded terrible, but it didn't matter because the point was to get children, you know, up on stage on that day. And, you know church was pretty much like a talent show. Like that was really what it was. Like there was poetry going, you know, you had the dancing going, you had the singing going. And for us when we were really young, it didn't really matter cause it was kind of cute. Like you got to do it in front of your your parents, you know, your your friends. And that was a lot of fun. And so now even as I grow up and I start to see how like church is at the center of everything, like what else do we go to on a weekly basis? I mean, other than work, um, you know, work, Work is, you know, to pay the bills. But what other social gathering is more frequent than church? Right? And it's at the center of everything we do. Um, so when I bring this context back to Canada and I look at how, you know, um, seeing how like white church is different from black church, which is different from the rest of Canada, who some people don't even go to church at all. And one of the things I start to realize is the kind of church you have, or at least the beliefs you have, shape a lot of things you have in like politics or like even people's upbringing or like places they can intermingle in. Um, so like a lot of um, people who haven't, or like even in their own congregation, don't have a lot of, um, what's the word, um, mixing or like diversity, I guess. Um, you start to see how even they uh, connect with others. You see how like politicians reach out to those groups by going to their churches. Um, Quebec is huge on what they consider secular values. And a lot of that comes from just like, you know, the church vibe and conservatism. Um, I find that a number of people who go to church are conservatives in general. Um, To me, that's just interesting. Uh, and 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 I always, at least I try to keep my views on things out of church in general, but I feel like in a lot of ways you cannot keep them independent. My thing with church, especially coming to Canada and having the opportunity to think and try my best to separate church and state I feel like in general church is a really huge part of our identity. Just, I feel like it it just is, but at the same time church has, I feel like we've, we've, as a people I would like, and I would hope that people can like almost think above the general, okay, well, this is what we do in church. So that's the end. That's the end all be all. And um, for example, when we were doing the um, protests and stuff, I was hoping that more churches would get involved in those conversations. Um, like, I mean, if you think about it, um, this guy, Martin Luther King was a pastor, right? And he led a lot of those movements. And as, as I was hoping that, you know, a lot of things would happen with the um, shootings uh, in the U.S., and even in Canada, where like you know a lot of protests happened and a lot of stuff like that happened, I felt like not that many churches got involved, which to me was a little tough. But I mean, I, again, like w- w- what was I really expecting? Um, church is at this point now. I think the, I feel like people in church feel like church is specifically for spiritual growth and spiritual development, so they're going to stay out of everything else, which is a decision they can make, and I feel like that's fair to them. But what I don't understand is when people in church then are either like, oh, they're not going to vote a certain person because it, their values don't agree. And then I feel like at that point, you've kind of made a stance, a political stance, but on a stance that affects, you know, equality and how we should treat others and treat people who are quiet other than, you know, Sunday service. But anyways, the the next thing about church that I try to think about even in my own reflection personally, was why in general do I feel like personally, and this is my own view, is why do I feel like Christianity is, I mean, like, so one of the things I think about in general, as a, especially as an African, a lot of African religions are especially demonized. And I understand that obviously there's you know you 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 have to pick the God who worship and what have you whatever have you, which is fine, but they are so demonized and i I preface this because recently there was the um Blackest King video and a bunch of i mean a bunch of symbolisms which were trying to show African pride and African strength and you know African spirit ended up looking like religion, and a couple of people had views, which I was reading on how, um, it shows, uh, it was like essentially fetish or evil or, um, essentially not strength or not good is the best way to put it. And I started to think about where did that mindset come from? Because I have it too. This is just for full disclosure. Like I know for sure that there are certain symbols I will see, and I will immediately be like, blood of jesus but even that in itself right the blood of jesus is a sacrifice right but yet sacrifices that are considered from a different religion are demonic devilish need to be cast out and bound out and i think about that sometimes where i'm like is that really fair? That's not to say I'm going to go practice someone else's religion. I, I don't think I have that capacity because I feel like the Christianity thing is now locked in pretty much sets for me. <laughs> but like, I'm pretty locked in for that for now. And I feel like I'm not going to discover at this time. Like, I feel like I'm good. Um, But that ability to just be like, nah, mm-mm, that's the devil, blood of Jesus. It's like, is it, is it really fair that that is the mindset that I've brought into religion? Is that really fair, right? Someone else could easily, like me, have been born into that religion and not have given the chance to hear Christianity similarly. And it's the same in any other religion, if you think about islam you think about buddhism you think about you know any other you know um even the different flavors of christianity with underneath mormons um so if you are from a like you know even even like voodoo for example which people is demonic like in people practice in Haiti and all these other things, like, I feel like they all stemmed from rebelling against the white man's religion. And I'm, I mean, my podcast is strictly about race stuff and like even identity stuff. So if that bothers you, please, you know, you know what to do. But the fact of the matter is as a group, um, can we really say we had the opportunity? And I'm talking about modern day Christians now. I'm not talking about um, people who um, who have gone to research this stuff and decided for themselves that, okay, this is the religion I'm going to follow. as a group, did we and have we had the opportunity to pause and reflect on how all these different religions, especially Christianity, have fundamentally been able to erase a few things about us. Right? Like, again, and I bring up the classic example of Black is King. Like, a lot of people have, or at least were offended by it. Um, not because it was um, necessarily, like, I mean, it was visually beautiful. Yet, these symbols that are in them, like it's how people talk about, like, you know, Illuminati or like anytime he does anything, there's always that, like, you know, there's there's evil in there, there's that in there. Kanye West does stuff like that too. But I, I mean, again, I don't imagine that his is completely African. But my point is, Christianity has like r- erased some pieces of African heritage a little bit. And it has now created a new identity for a lot of us. So, think about it as Christians, like a lot of church people, church folk especially, are super judgy. Like if you watch any um, Tyler Perry movie that has like any sense of Christian person in there, which there's always one in any black movie, there's always one person that's super Christian. They're like super judgy, super, like it just is what it is. There's always that one person who's very Christian that is super judgy every time. It just is. And and that's a new identity that we've now got. There's always that one person. There's always that one person that is like authority over everything. Why? Because God said so. Doesn't matter whether the authority makes sense or doesn't make sense. That's what it is. Why? Because God said so. God said, follow all your, you know, your leaders. And I remember even like when people, I think, again, like when I tried to Google, what are some justifications for why people were okay with slavery, even like, as terrible as it was, some of that was because well, Paul said this letter about um, slaves will be your masters and yada yada yada. And yeah, I think it's like Ephesians, I think Ephesians six, something like that. But anyways, the point is that has now created a certain type of identity for us. We're like, okay, you know, um, how do I how do I put this? Where it doesn't matter how bad things are, just follow the law. So if you think about how, like, when people want to protest or like, you know, a police officer is putting you in, whatever, what are you going to do? Well, just obey laws first. We'll figure things out later. You know, people want to vandalize. Well, let's obey the rules of law first. If you're trying to protest, you're trying to complain about something, how well am I really, like, people are literally dying. But now, as part of my identity, because I'm a Christian, I'm going to follow laws. I'm going to follow everything. And that is what, you know, the whole church vibe does like it creates this other identity for a lot of people. And I see that even in people that, for example, I have no, like I, like I said in the first episode, I have no, um, slavery in my own heritage in that way. But I recognize that there's some things that are not okay. And I don't have to have that heritage to then make that fight my own. Because at the end of the day, if anybody sees me, they're going to think I'm black. So it, it doesn't matter whether I have the heritage or not cool so I feel like I have a responsibility and I take a responsibility in that because I think all of us were all equally affected by that. Um, I was doing some research on some of this stuff and I think I'll probably leave that in the next episode of Transatlantic slavery where it was a huge triangle, right? You go from Europe, Africa, take people from Africa, you drop them off in the Americas um, and then you take all your goods and services that you bought with all the money you got from slaves back to Europe and the cycle resumes. Now, just because my own situation wasn't caught up in that, my family wasn't caught up in that, doesn't mean as a people, I don't feel that. Right? I think I I feel like all of us have a group responsibility and an identity together because we were all affected. And I'll get to that in the next episode of this podcast of how that was all like it affects all of us. Um but my point was back to the identity thing where like church has given all of us a certain type of identity. um, And even those who don't even go to church anymore, usually it's not because they don't want to, is either one, like they, they've been like hurt by people in church. Like there's that. Or maybe they're now at a level of wokeness where they're like, okay, this religion isn't our own. It's a white person's religion. There is that as well as another one. There are those who just don't believe in spirituality at all, which is fine. Um, That is another group. People just who don't even like the whole religion thing, mm-mm, we're not doing. And there are those who just feel like there's so many things that church lets slide that they either change churches to something else that they can more easily accept or they just like, you know what? Screw this thing. And I know church has less a lot of things slide. I mean, if you think about it, like R. Kelly, oh my God, like how many chances did we give that guy? R. Kelly had so many chances. Oh my God. I don't know anybody that having read up on had the amount of chances from church people than that guy Kanye West. Right. He goes up, does something else. And everybody's like, okay, pray for Kanye West. Like, think about that. And don't get me wrong. Like church is a great thing for that. that I think that's the one, that's the, that's like the thing about church that I love where like, we're willing to give people a chance if they are showing signs of progress, which is wonderful. And I know that that is a fundamental thing that about church that I love personally. Like, I feel like everybody has, you know, everybody has fallen short and, you know. But some people find that appalling because it's just always going to be that cycle. There's always going to be the next person, right? Like, I feel like if Chris Brown were to drop a, a fire track right now that was gospel, my God, if Chris Brown were to drop a fire gospel track, do you know the numbers this man would do? We're going to ignore everything that's happened in the past. Right? All the canceled, tch, k- cool. Everybody's canceled until they drop a fire gospel track. Kanye West canceled until he dropped a fire gospel track. Covered everywhere. It just is. And then the last piece of shirt that like, I sit down sometimes and a little bit I think about like, it's like, I feel like church where there are black people is like beautiful. And like regular church elsewhere is just like a building. Now, I don't know where that comes from, but it's just an observation of mine when I look at it, right? When I was young and I lived in Nigeria, like a lot of the churches we went to, if your church wasn't beautiful, you just, you just like there was something about the building and like everybody was always trying to go to the permanent site. There was that moniker, like we're collecting church offerings to go to our permanent site. It was in almost every church. And I know Nigeria is huge on religion. Nigeria is huge on church. Like, I think um, we are the most populous country for um, Muslims in the world, and also, I think, Christians among black people. So, obviously, you have that many people, there's ample opportunity and land to build church and to build mosques. And maybe I'll get to Islam another day because I think um, there's, there are people I can talk to, talk to about it. Um, but if you look at the buildings, man um yeah someone's always building a church like even when i moved here and i went to a couple of churches like everybody was trying to have their own church and i know some of that is because um legal reasons like in canada it's very difficult to get like you can't just create a building anywhere you want you can't just do that like you have to get legal zoning you have to get like all the permits oh by the way i want to thank canada for that because like canada just Brilliant with like paperwork. Like Canada is like one of the best countries for this paperwork. Like everything has a trail. But in Nigeria and where I grew up, and almost anywhere else in Africa in general, you can just like buy land anywhere, start building a church. They're like churches back to back to back to back to back. And here, well, you can't do that as easily. But like even regardless, that mentality still follows. And even when I look on TV, like the really big, big, uh, the really big preachers who are black, and like on TV, their buildings are like, like spectacular. And like, it seems like everybody's always just trying to aspire to that, like having this massive building or getting your own building. And I mean, again, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like something in church that's like, interesting, like, or just always always trying to get our own building or trying to get our own um, temple and like, I feel like it's kind of like a Solomon thing where like you want to build something for God and show like, you know, God is great and all that, which again, is fine. I think it's just interesting to see that there's all these magnificent buildings and structures that are like dedicated to God. And it impresses me because I feel like every religion has them. But like, obviously Christians won't want to agree that we're doing the same thing. Like, no, 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 because our own God is different, which every religion says, but I digress. And then obviously, the the one thing I, I alluded to in, in, in a previous section already was church and like um indoctrination, whether that through like accepting slavery, uh or like accepting what political candidates to vote for or like what candidate not to vote for <laughs> um, <laughs> Church man. It's uh it's a huge part it's a huge part of the culture. Um <sighs> anyways I think I'm done I think I'm done uh, we'll come back next week again with another one I think I'll talk about slavery in that one bruh I have so many feelings around it um, and I know it's not again and it's not personal but I can't imagine what it was like to be there but anyways we look out for that one until next time peace